welcome ladies and gentlemen to AHP Live. Uh, today I have my very first guest for my podcast, Rakib. He's a Malaysian comedian and I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks, man. It's really great to be here uh, with our clothes on for once. <laughs> hey, don't say that. <laughs> we recorded this after we recorded the podcast. So what you're going to experience right now is basically we're going to throw you guys into the midst of our conversation. It's a fun hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, uh, hopefully an hour after I did it. Yes. So hope you guys enjoy. I had a blast doing it. Oh, Rocky, did you, you have fun with this? I, I had a lot of fun. My DNA is all over the place right now. Okay, shut up now. Okay. Holy <laughs> 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 and uh, we, I was doing uh, that. And yeah. the make out sound, I was, uh, we did it with a popsicle in the sound booth. Oh, great. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and my, Nothing good starts yeah. with, we did it with a popsicle. <laughs> And my university teacher was like, all right, this is what I did for the makeout song. And he listened to it and was like, I don't think you're making out. It sounds like you're doing something else. And I was really puzzled. Like, yeah. I have the dirtiest mind in the world. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what the fuck that was he was on about. Yeah. And then I listened to it and then I watched porn later on. I was like, oh, 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 oh I uh, that's it. what she's doing to the stepbrother. <laughs> Yeah, oh. no. Oh, the stepsister got stuck in a washing machine again. <laughs> That's what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're doing... See, the, the, her she first She really mistake. doesn't have money for that pizza. No. She really... No, the plumbing is due. <laughs> no, the, the first mistake was, you know, we're going to do it with a popsicle, I feel. Oh, yeah, that was, a, that was, that was, that was, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, hang on, lady. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a popsicle before, mm. but nobody makes out "quote unquote" with a yeah, popsicle. Let's, let's get a little close, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's get. I don't think I, nobody makes out with a popsicle. Yeah. The only thing you can do with a popsicle is just very gingerly molest it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there is no. There is no. They were in the sound booth. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they were like what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if a popsicle had sentience, it would have canceled the whole world by now. Yeah, yeah probably, so, man. So it's... No, this was not the right tool to yeah. use for, for make-out noises. Yeah. I don't know, the back of your hand, maybe... Yeah, yeah, the, use, the, use your yeah, hand like and you the, make out with your hand, basically. Yeah, yeah, you make out with Mr. Socko. <laughs> <laughs> a lovely, lovely reference for you guys yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Socko! Still looking especially fine to today is your sock double weave you look thick i don't know why um wow mick foley mick foley sounds like a self pop character but it made sense in my head at the time yeah it did it made sense at the time it was it was beautiful i listened to how he came up with mr Sucko and mm. he said look i'm not the most athletic person in the wwe ever yeah and uh but i needed to be the most entertaining and by Boy. God, he was. Holy, holy shit. Yeah. Mick Foley uh, should be dead by now. Honestly, with the amount of work that he's put in with his with his uh, wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and he's the only person, I think, who's gotten into a Royal Rumble three times with three different personalities. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had Mankind, Mick Foley, and... Cactus uh, Jack. Cactus Dude, Jack. Dude Love. Dude Love, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's four, yeah, including himself. Including yeah, yeah. himself. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, 
how do you sleep at mm-hmm. night with all of these these things in your head? I heard about his Hell in a Cell match. It was mm. like fucking bananas. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I, yeah, we keep going back to that match because I was like 13 or 14 when this thing showed. And uh, in my head, I'm like, I know people tell me that wrestling is fake. But gravity isn't fake. No. <laughs> no. He just fell off a 20-foot cage. He's probably dead, you know? So, so I don't know. It's... Um you know what he said about the when he was when he got suplexed into mm. the top of the, the yeah. top of the cage. Yeah. What happened was that uh, he was at first he was going to suplex the Undertaker mm. on top of the yeah. St- and the, you, if you see the match, Undertaker resists. Yes. And then he suplexes Mick Foley into yeah. the cage, which it caves in and he yeah. falls into the ring. Yeah. And he said <laughs> he said I spoke with Undertaker Undertaker after that and, yeah. he, had, and he was very worried and all that and uh, and he said like as I the only thing I remember very clearly about that match yeah was the sound of the of the plastic strings or that were holding the cage together snapping as we were walking on top of it oh no so when he was going to suplex him on top yeah. of it he was like oh no you fucking don't <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is gonna be suplexed it's you and then it, the strings all of them snapped, snapped and they fucking went through god damn and he's like tells him he's like he got close to my face and just said go home <laughs> it's like no <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker is, is a is an interesting uh, ca- character, you know, Mark yeah. Calloway, right? Yeah, because um, he cares for for the other wrestlers, which is very unusual in the yeah. industry. So he he takes this special consideration into you know other people's welfare and success because there is none otherwise in in, in wrestling. Um, so when he's telling you to go home. You should probably listen. He never breaks character. He doesn't. Like, all of his friends are there. He never breaks character. We yeah. All we were all trying to pull. Like we were all had bets. Mm. Who's gonna be the one makes him laugh? Yeah. Or break character mm. during the match. Mm-hmm. And he has rarely broke character. Like yeah. very. Like there was like a handful of times. I yeah. say like it was like one time like Stone Cold was talking about it. Yeah. Where he like does, you know that Undertaker does that move. It's like he snaps his head back yeah. and looks at you in the eye yeah he does that and they look each other in the eye and they both burst out laughing <laughs> and there's like another time also uh i was talking about same thing i think it was a stone cold as well mm-hmm. mankind one is like if he's telling you to go yeah he is he's, he's, he's not undertaking anyone he's not mark yeah, Calloway. yeah like, Bro. You, you should probably go home yeah another time was like he said he rarely break character Stone Cold had just came from his neck surgery and he was right. taking bumps yeah. and like he went it was a tag team match and Stone Cold and he saw Undertaker is like looking at him and he mm-hmm. said wait what he said the fuck you doing man <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're a six foot nine behemoth though you don't have to put too much character in no, no. he did actually it, well you know actually to be honest with you the way everybody talks about him 
it seems like he is very much that very stoic. Yeah. A very nice guy, but incredibly yeah. stoic, kind of a very yeah. quiet personality. Yeah. So I yeah. really like that about him. You saw his the match that he died with Goldberg um, in Saudi Arabia. No, I didn't see that. I one. stopped watching WWE for a long time already. Me, me too. Yeah, me too. it started to suck back, back big time. I, I remember just like old interviews from like back when back when tech TV was still a thing. Um, and there was this uh, game journalist called Adam Sessler and he was having a conversation with the dude who played Kane. Oh yeah, yeah. Kane. And um, and out of the out of the ring, Kane is just like a dude, just like an is If you can't imagine uh, Steve Jocelyn but yeah. slightly bigger. Steve Jocelyn is an American comedian, um, large, friendly giant sort mm. of a dude. Um, not very stoic at all. Mm. Almost, almost just a bit goofy. But he run. He used to run a political blog, which was really interesting. Sort of a centrist. Um, not stoic at all. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Not really. No. He he no. joked about the Xbox controllers <laughs> being too big, which I thought was really funny. Kane is a mayor. Is he a mayor now? He was a mayor once. Oh. Oh crap. I don't know where. But he is like an active politician. How do you go to that dude and say, um, yeah, so the reports haven't come in yet? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> it's just intern flying off the balcony. Oh, God. What dude. happened? <laughs> Mayor Kane didn't get his report. <laughs> it's like, oh, another one. Another one. Another. Get another intern. We need um, another. Oh, jeez. What, what was it? The thing. It, uh, I, I actually listened to this on YMH. Uh, mm. This guy who's a wrestling enthusiast. Mm. I, what, I don't know how we started talking about wrestling, but Way. No. <laughs> it just totally became a thing for the topic of conversation. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was uh, YMH. This dude was talking about he went backstage in mm. the like, WWF era. Mm, yeah, and uh, the, the like the WWF had this <laughs> race. Uh, the, the, this Asian character, this okay. Asian red pro wrestler with a mask and everything. Yeah, yeah. And his name was Kimchi. <laughs> no, no. Why? It's <laughs> like, ladies and gentlemen, Kimchi. <laughs> he would like do kung fu and shit. <laughs> and he oh, went backstage geez. and he realized that Kimchi is not even Asian. No, no. No. <laughs> it's just like, God damn it. Yeah. There, there's, there's, this reminds me of this bit by Dion Cole about how he says he's a racist, but he's racist about his food. <laughs> like if he goes to if he goes to a Indian restaurant, there better be a lady in the back with a dot on her forehead cooking something, <laughs> or it's not authentic. Yeah, true. You know, if I go to a Mexican restaurant, you know, there better be like, you know, a whole bunch of Mexican people in the back that yeah. just cooking, and the radio better be on. <laughs> you know, an Italian restaurant gotta be a big hairy Italian dude there making making pasta and a better be hair on my food 
<laughs> and he says that he went to a Chinese restaurant and suddenly a giant black dude in a karate outfit comes in holding a tray of yeah, orange chicken. Yeah. Welcome to Chang's Orange Chicken. Would you like to try orange chicken? And he's like, Man, you're as black as you are. Get the hell out of here. And he's like, look, I got probation for five years. Do you want this chicken or not? <laughs> I'll have the orange chicken. I'll have the orange chicken. <laughs> you know Dave, Dave Attell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you listened to his podcast, that, uh, his stand-up special, Skanks for the Memories? No. <laughs> what a title, bro. I didn't get it for a very long time yeah. what it could possibly mean. Yeah. <laughs> Then I realized, Oh, he just he just took thanks yeah, and yeah. turned it to skank. Just a just a pun. Yeah. yeah, it really took me a long time to understand. <laughs> skanks okay. for the memories. I was like, what, what? does that mean? Is, is are all your memories about skanks? skanks. No, no, he's just he's he's, just, he's he's just a very grateful man. He's just playing on the word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's thankful for the skanks. You know, yes. he has a boy. He's on his bit of his bit about the the. The Eskimos. Okay, okay, you gotta, you gotta explain to me because I've never heard this before. Uh, you said, uh, "What well, you talk about Eskimos, or as I call them, the snow Mexicans?" <laughs> Dude, you just spilled all over. I'm so. Oh, I just dude. got chocolate all over. Oh god. I am so sorry. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I got Milo all over me. Oh, no, there's a tissue over there. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta stop this. Uh, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rakib just yeah, squirted I, Milo all over yeah, my yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get close, get close to the mic. I'm, first of all, I'm very, very sorry for spewing uh, cold chocolate on everything. Um... I wasn't expecting snow Mexicans. <laughs> uh, it's kind of hot. Yeah. yeah. Just, there are worse things you could have scored over me. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful. Takes forever to get my pants off, but yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> At least buy a girl dinner first, man. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. So, where well, the fuck welcome, were we? Welcome to the squirting podcast. <laughs> where we exchange fluids. fluids yes. <laughs> Oh god, this is gonna be fun to edit. <laughs> Get the tissue! Yes. I just came! Your DNA is all over hey, me! Let's make your babies again! <laughs> People listening, I'm not sure if this is hot or not. Could be hot, I'm not sure. Uh, Jury's still out. Yeah, so it was a good excuse for me to clean my laptop as well. <laughs> got, your, got your DNA mixed with my DNA. Yeah. 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 I got we got chocolate and body fluids on my computer. Yeah. And all your friends are like, again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean again? You know what we call that? Yeah. Pulling a George Washington. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, you're writing the human declaration of human rights yeah. and then you're having all the yeah, slaves slaves. and everything. The most amount of slaves of any slave owner in the country at the time, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken. How many? Uh 
Oh, I can't remember. It was I saw it was like a, just Washington himself. Just Washington probably had I don't know hundreds, hundreds of slaves. Yeah, and he loved them too. <laughs> really, not as hard as Jefferson. Jefferson. I don't know about that. One. Jefferson sired a bunch of children with. Uh, oh, his his descendants are still around. Actually, oh. Thomas Jefferson. Oh, it's really these rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow! Yeah, yeah, they did. That was yeah, they quite quite resemble why the why I hate America so much. It's, <laughs> it's a weird sort of country because it takes so much pride in itself. Yeah, there's like so much. You know that bit I say is like Americans are like Nazis with better publicists. Just <laughs> 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 it's just they just, just took the, they're doing the same shit the Nazis are doing. Yeah. They're just presenting it a little bit better. That's essentially it. If you look at American politics, it's 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 all marketing it's all labeling yeah you know it's all slogan work and it's all chanting and it's there to simply pass a pass a really bad idea with really really good verbiage you know the past uh, election the f- past few elections have essentially been just the domination of of verbiage. Like I found out that people didn't realize that Obamacare and the Affordable Health Care Act was the same thing because they had used the phrase Obamacare so often it disassociated people from the from the service that they were actually enjoying and Seriously? wanted to. Yeah, they didn't know. That's how powerful the marketing for politics can be. Shit. Because it modifies how you think. That's yeah. how that's how good it, it's become. There was a like they were talking about like um, how Obama was basically like Obama passed a bill to mm. stop the production of a, a development of an oil field in a Native American lands. Yeah, the the pipeline. The yeah. pipeline, mm. and then but he did that knowing full well. Yeah, that the next president will revoke it mm, yeah. so he only did that for his for the sake of his own let's say air quotes legacy mm, mm-hmm. so there's this like a layers and layers of like pretending that you're good but in reality you're, you're just a piece of shit as the rest of them that's why like people like when Trump came along yeah I, I'm telling everybody it's like the second I saw Trump mm. giving his very first speech mm. coming down from that escalator yeah I knew at least if he does if he's not going to win yeah at the very least he will make it to the uh, if he's not going to win at the very least he will be at the end at the finish line right yeah he's going to be there Yeah. yeah he will be there because he was like a breath of fresh fresh air for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Obama is like a is an asshole who's like hides it. Right. Trump is like I'm an asshole. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Suck my dick. <laughs> Kiss my. Ass. Probably actually said that behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. He really his entire campaign was basically like Obama was talking about going to like if there's a we need to help the people of Syria. Mm. Trump said there. What is our share of the oil? Yeah. Yeah, we need. I want my. I want my share. Where's yeah. my piece of the pie? I, I like, think. Yeah, that's. Cool. I think this is. You know, Malcolm X called the chickens coming home to roost. 
with regards to JFK dying, which we'll get back to in a bit. Yeah, one of my favorite days of <laughs> <laughs> the year. <laughs> no, but it's this thing of where the, the, you know, disingenuous manner in which politics is conducted has gone on for so long and people knows it's bullshit. Yeah. That when, pe- when you just go out and say everybody's like, oh, thank God, you know, somebody's just not lying to us. Like, we're not, sh- we're not sharing in this lie. Mm all the time that can be dangerous in its own right because it can make you complacent because if you don't if you don't at least pretend to be a good person you're never going to be one that yeah. can be problematic as well um but but there is this thing of where you you walk around wondering is this all for anything with regards to politics because a lot of it as I mentioned before, it's just marketing. And you don't even know if there's going to be any positive change with regards to what everybody is saying. Um, because a lot of politics is, is based on charisma, right? Yeah. It's, it's all based on this image of what uh, a good politician is supposed to be. I've been... I've been... Uh, Talking, well, I've been listening to a bunch of like video essays on on Dune. Oh, the the book Dune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you read the book? I read some of the book. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I don't know what the big deal about it is. Yeah. Because everybody are like Dune, Dune, Dune. Not even just for the movie, mm-hmm. like known as the great sci-fi mm-hmm. book. But when I, everybody asks me, do you do you pick Star Trek or do you pick Star Wars? I'm like, I I I'll, I'll pick Dune. Mm. You know, because I don't want to entertain the question because the question is dumb. So I'll just pick, I'll, I'll pick Dune, and I picked Dune for a very long time. Um, and is it good? Do you enjoy it? It's very abstract in the sense that it, the Frank Herbert doesn't really explain anything to you. So you have to sort of like venture. You, you sort of have to like piece piece it together in your head. Yeah, um, he doesn't describe an awful lot of what's happening on in the background. Like there'll be a war happening in the background. He doesn't even tell you what's going on because mm-hmm. he's focusing on what the characters are saying. But the whole point of the book is, as he says, that he thinks that charismatic leaders should come with a warning label on their foreheads saying, "Maybe hazardous to your health." Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of the book, and it can be a bit difficult for people to process because the main character is essentially kind of the villain of the whole plot like he doesn't realize he's the villain but you know because he's this hero character the main character is the villain not exactly but it's this thing of where the dude is bound to become a great leader yeah and you the book doesn't tell you if that's a good thing or not Mm. That's the whole point of the book. Like charismatic leaders should be questioned. Yeah. Um, because that was whole. That was Frank Herbert's whole deal. Like, if why he's don't people question? As well, mm-hmm. he's flawed as well. Yeah, he's quite flawed as well. Like in the book, the the hero's the the hero's son ascends to essentially godhood. Mm-hmm. And he brings peace for centuries throughout the universe, but at the cost of like 60 billion lives. Yeah. So so you really have to ask yourself, is, is this good? When you have a leader that's this charismatic, this capable, this, this inspirational, 
is there something wrong about this? Uh, should we be worried? Mm. You know, because this happens. This happens in every single country. We get a leader. We're we're really enthusiastic about the leader, so much so that we don't pay attention to what they're actually doing. Yeah, and then later on we found out, oh, he was actually a piece of shit. But we liked how he looked and we liked how he spoke, right? Yeah, yeah. He talked about Franklin, but talked about how John F. Kennedy was particularly dangerous because he was so charismatic, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody liked what he was saying. He was pro civil rights. Then he died young and essentially became a martyr. But under his under his leadership, you got into the Cuban Missile Crisis, you got into Vietnam. Yeah. Um, and then... We got into Marilyn Monroe as well. Oh, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> I did Marilyn Monroe, not not because she was easy, but because I was hard. Ask not <laughs> what, what Marilyn can do for you. What you can do for Marilyn. Happy... <laughs> But then, Mr. President, the fucking idiot! Holy crap! Yeah. I think I think when she sang that song, that, that, that sealed her fate. So like, yeah. uh, get rid of the bitch right now. Get rid of the, the the funny thing oh, was God. then I think and then Frank Herbert went on to say the most useful president. Yeah. For informing the people what an actual president is like is Richard Nixon. He came after him. Yeah. Because because there is no hiding how huge a, a dirtbag Nixon was. Oh no, no! I love Nixon personally because yeah. during his days, Iran yeah. was quite prosperous. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was just like, he was he was he was BFFs with the Shah. He even came to his funeral. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, he they even like some even suspected like he envied Shah in the sense that they believed that he. Uh, some of his generals talk about once Nixon came and mm. spoke to them yeah. in a very joking manner, but yeah. it seemed like he was dwelling the idea if he asks, will the military perform a coup mm-hmm. and will come into the White House and yeah. take over Washington and he can like kind of like be a, almost like a, a stable figure of yeah. the politics without you yeah. know, what he really wanted to do. Right. But he was he was very good. Kissinger on the other hand was a was a oh. real crook. Oh my he god. He still lied to some of a bitch but um but on the other hand yeah Nixon was was the shit in yeah. the, for Iran as for least. Iran yeah. uh, have you heard the Larry King story regarding uh, what he Nixon told him no no I haven't heard about it. regarding the John F Kennedy was killed no what what did he say Nixon uh, was flying out of Texas okay yeah. when the day Kennedy was being assassinated and uh, Uh, Nixon was in Texas the day of the Kennedy assassination when he was actually uh, um, he was I don't know why he was there actually I don't remember but I remember he uh, he uh, was at the airport mm-hmm. when John F. Kennedy just landed. Oh, was about to land. So right. the airport had some preparation going on for right, John right. F. Kennedy. Like, the president is coming. Yeah, and they were like, oh great. And uh, his friend kind of nudged at him and it was like, hey, you know, a couple of votes 
here and there, you would have been the president. That's right. Yeah. And he's uh, he's like, ah, fuck it. I don't want to think yeah. about that. And I was like, all right. They got off, got into the plane, flew up, landed. I don't know where. Yeah. And his driver doesn't show up. Okay. His driver doesn't show up. They're like, they wait for a drive a little bit. Nothing comes up. He's like, let's just take a cab. Right. Right. He gets into a cab. And he, the cab goes into the city. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, it, there's a red light. His cab stops. Right. And a lady runs out of the house screaming. Right. Screaming. And she, and Nixon pulls the window down and yeah. says, like, ma'am, what happened? Yeah. You, can I help you? And yeah. she looks at Nixon and yeah. passes out. Yeah. She, he jumps out of the car yeah. and, like, grabs her and is like, hey, what? Hey, right, wake right. up. And she wakes up and she says... The president just got shot. Right. And the first person I could see when I came out of the house <laughs> is you. <laughs> the fucking world is coming to an end. <laughs> wow. I was like, man, yeah, that's some biblical. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. No, no, I think at that point, passing out is the right thing to do. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> okay, well. All right. Yeah, nope, time to KO. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finish. <laughs> was like, uh, what do you do then? And, and you kind of see the same biblical patterns now I mm. swear to you like you see the the Trump the 2020 yeah it's a weird yeah biblical element to it yeah. like it's, uh, and not just the plague yeah. COVID-19 plague yeah. that we're experiencing right now it's just yeah. I mean Mike Pence is having a conversation with a fly with a red eye and yeah. a fly sitting on its head right yeah and I'm looking at that and I'm like yeah you can attribute that to him being sick or some even say he, he had COVID yeah but at the same time 200 years ago had I seen the same thing yeah. I would think this guy is a zombie or yeah. some shit yeah. or a witch or a yeah. Satan worshipper yeah like you put my first thought would be oh whatever curse he's been using to yeah. get into power is now backfiring the demon is coming out of his eye or yeah, something yeah, yeah. yeah the fly is whispering evil thoughts in his head <laughs> hey, hey hey you look like shit <laughs> go home take a nap what's your, wrong with you your penis is small <laughs> no <laughs> touch a lady touch a lady touch a, grab her by the pussy <laughs> grab her grab her it's yeah. a very weird thing Trump said though yeah, yeah. I've, I've had locker room talk with yeah. guys I'm not a saint but for God's sake like, no that's that's very weird. Like grab him by the foot. It's not a grabbable like grabbable how do area. You, like my friend was like, you can hook it, but you yeah, can't yeah. Grab it. Like, <laughs> like you don't. Oh, Trump is weird. Trump is very, very weird. But, but it's yeah, no. You think he will win? Well, I'm not really sure. the The polls suggest that he's lagging behind, but he was lagging behind before, so we can't really tell. It could be that whatever complacency took place that allowed Trump to get into office in the first place will be will be lessened because of how because of how huge a shit show America has gotten to at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So people who were originally just sort of apathetic about it because they didn't like, they they didn't like Trump enough to want to vote Hillary in. Yeah. Might actually come back and consider Joe Biden because I don't think Joe Biden would is a better choice than Hillary. The man seems barely cogent. The man seems like he's about to die. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that in a very light term. Yeah. He looks like a man at the very last year or two of his life. Yeah. Right. If you, when he's talking to Trump, his hand is just like holding onto the podium like a cane. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the video of him talking about how he would sit on the poolside and there were kids in the pool and his hairs would get blonde in the sun and the kids would come up and just like play with the hairs on his legs yeah. and jump on his lap and uh, I like kids on my lap. I'm like, I'm Joe, like, why? Why why are you like this? <laughs> Creepy. He's he has a little creep to he's him. He's a little bit, you know, he's a little handsy. He's a yeah. little bit too easy with 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 the uh, women. With the women. <laughs> it's like, you know. What was it that he um, had this um he was talking about God yeah. and then he forgot he's talking about God <laughs> he was talking about God and then he forgot who he was yeah. talking about so yeah. I was like that guy I was talking about yeah. right now <laughs> you mean the one with the beard in the sky that one that one yeah, yeah. Jesus Yahweh yeah yeah <laughs> Buddha who are you yeah. talking about which one <laughs> I can just imagine I can just imagine like a Hindu God with a thousand arms just slap just face palming <laughs> a, a thousand, thousand times just oh. What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, God. American politics is very weird. Very, very weird. But it's always been very, very weird, I think. You know? Um, even when it's good, it's it's very weird. Like, they had Theodore Roosevelt. That's basically a real-life Ron Swanson. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure when they designed Ron Swanson, that what would Theodore Roosevelt look like today? And they just went ahead and did it. Um, and then, and, uh, and then you had guys like I don't know, Ronald Reagan, who was a cowboy actor, it was an actor. Yeah, weed smoking. Yeah, actor. Well, okay. He, the the well. great thing about Ronald Reagan that people forget is that his wife had a professional astrologer on the phone at all times. Mm. You, do you know this one? No, I did not know that. So, so Nancy Reagan had a professional astrologer that would be on call at any moment because the assassination attempt on Reagan had just happened, and Nancy was panicking. The one with his uh, bodyguard got took the bullet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one and you know Nancy in her vulnerable state got really really worried so she was trying everything in her power to try and protect her husband unfortunately that one of those things was kind of like a con artist astrologer <laughs> So at one point they were. I love them already. Yeah, yeah. I love those people. Yeah, if you can make, if you can make the first lady, yeah, you know, like dumb enough to yeah. believe your shit. Yeah, my hat is off to yeah, you. Yeah, take uh, the money. You earned yeah, it. Yeah, no, like at that point it's like we'll get to like con artists teaching lessons in a bit, but yeah, there was this one point where they were hovering over an airport because they said it's not a good time to land. <laughs> So they were just hovering over the airport because it wasn't a good time to land. Just because the first lady's astrologer, astrologer told yeah, her, yeah, yeah, it's not a good time to land. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's not, a, not a good time to land. It's, <laughs> America's a very weird place. Americans are dumb. Yeah, they're too, and their their dumbness comes from the fact that like it comes from they haven't had a real major 
conflict within their own region. Yeah. Which caused them to be considerably ignorant and insulated yeah. as well towards the towards the rest of the world. Yeah. I saw this like, I saw this meme that represented America perfectly. It says yeah. how the world actually looks like, which yeah. is like a map of the earth. Yeah. And how Americans see the world, which is just yeah. America and nothing else. Nothing else. It's like yeah. the cause and their education system is also judging by what I'm saying, it just keep going backwards. Oh, that's political. That's largely political because the authorities that are in charge of things like textbooks and whatnot, I heavily yeah. uh, have the heavy involvement of, mm. of state government. State it, government, religion. Like mm. I didn't knew how religious. I'm not talking about. I'm not. Have, I don't have a problem with religion yeah. or Christianity or anything like yeah. that. But it's just like they have a higher dose of religion than mm. a Catholic priest in, in Vatican. Yeah. No. It's. That's not even inaccurate. Um, there have been, you know, there have been attempts to get rid of like evolution in textbooks, in biology textbooks. Yeah. Which is really problematic because you need to have an, at least an understanding of what the theory of evolution is if you want to understand like how viruses mutate. Right. Yeah. Because that's a part of evolution right there. It's the virus going through countless trials and errors and then adapting when uh, when it's suddenly not good enough to spread. That's why there's a that's why there's a new strain of the virus that's more infectious but less deadly now. Uh, right? Yeah. But you won't know why that happens if you don't have at least a basic understanding of evolution. It has mutated gunnels like Ten times already. Oh. It had it, the corona itself has mutated since the first two months it was out. They said it has already undergone like two or three mutations. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. No. I mean that'll happen with most flu viruses anyway, which is why the flu virus is so hard to kill. But with the coronavirus, it's really interesting because it's it's somehow getting. It's somehow making itself more infectious by making itself less deadly. Mm. Because if you can if you can survive the virus, you'll pass it on. Mm. And the and the gestation period seems to be getting longer, right? Uh. So you're going asymptomatic for a longer period of time. Yeah. But again, you won't know why that's happening. You know, if mm. you if you keep believing that dinosaurs are Jesus horses, that's not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Jesus horses. horses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to. I've seen yeah. paintings of Jesus riding a stegosaurus. It's magnificent. <laughs> you look at him. Look at this hotness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look at the hair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was Middle Eastern, you know? He was. <laughs> and I, he, he's getting gradually whiter yeah. by the day. He started out as a as a brown dude from, from, from Bethlehem. He was a Jewish dude. Yeah. Just. <laughs> You know, you just know that on the second coming of Jesus, when he comes back to save the world, his first problem is going to be getting past TSA. <laughs> like, I have come to save the world. Uh, I, I am the Messiah. Sir, we, should, we picked you for a random yeah. check. <laughs> Open yeah. up the cheeks. Yeah. If you yeah. have this man here, like they're gonna waterboard Jesus. It's like I float on this I shit. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm the son of God. Uh, yeah, well, you're hiding secrets now. Where's ISIS? Where's ISIS? You tell me what was your view from the top. <laughs> <laughs> where's the oil? Uh, I'm, I'm Jewish. That's not much better. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you're Jewish. It's okay. We gotta let you go. We have to let, let you go. We, we gotta let you go. Oh no! <laughs> well, if we send you back to Israel, not yeah, Israel. No, no, they killed me there. <laughs> I was a carpenter, and they nailed me to a plank of wood. This is uh, the irony. The irony is not lost on me, people. Yeah, say what you will about them. They have a good sense of humor. <laughs> Ah, I would do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, if I'm living my life, yeah. making my money, as yeah. some yeah. some young Jewish boy comes yeah. along yeah. and say, hey, you know, you need to sp- spend your money on poor people. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just, Fuck you. Yeah. I'll nail you to a cross. Yeah. <laughs> Come in here with your robes and your yeah. sandals and your I'm surfer hair. F- yeah, trying to feed my family. Be kind. I yeah. am kind. Yeah, I'm- and the yeah. nerve you have to yeah. say, oh, I died for your sins. Dude, I stole a popsicle. <laughs> I don't need you. You're really overst- yeah. overreacting here. Yeah. Uh, All I did was hoodwink somebody out of falafel. Just, you didn't need to die for that. No. Yeah, you couldn't just, you couldn't just, oh, Jesus sprained my his ankle for our sins or something. Yeah. You had to straight up die? That's uh, a bit much, Jesus. I died for your sins. Oh, the oh. arrogance of you. <laughs> we didn't ask for that. I didn't do it. Chill the fuck out. As far as I'm concerned, nobody was whipping him. He was whipping himself. Yeah. Everyone like, that's Jesus. Just leave him alone. Just leave him alone. He's, he's going through some shit. <laughs> he never knew his dad until much later on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, me and my family have a, like a saying. It's like when yeah. things get hard in life, I'm like, look, God did that to his son. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck do you think he'll do to you? <laughs> 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 he just did that. So, technically, when you think about it, Jewish people are Asian, right? Yeah. Uh, because that's... Because the Middle East is part of the Asian continent. Yeah. What? So this makes sense because all Asian parents yeah. are very, very strict with their with their kids. Yeah. So when you when you when something bad happens to you, it's like ah, good, good, good. Do some more. Do some more. Do, do some more. <laughs> Get that matzah boy. <laughs> One of, yeah. the, one of the short jokes that yeah. I have heard was, yeah. I still don't know how Mary convinced Joseph. <laughs> yeah. God. It was 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 God. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Joseph was a retard. <laughs> I, I mean, look, if you, if you can... What are you going to tell the neighbors, right? That's the... Of all Asian cultures, that's the thing that people care about the most. Like, what are you going to tell the neighbors? Yeah, I hate that mentality. Yeah. So Even though, like, social media and everything, yeah. it's still it's still, it's still the neighbors. What will the neighbors think? Yeah, what, right? would, they, what would our relatives say? Yeah, what the relatives say? So, Joseph oh, did what he going to do. It was a... It was a it was God. It was yeah, God. It was God. God knocked up my wife. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, Joe. That's that's yeah, cool. That's, that's cool. Yeah, and he got lucky. Probably yeah. like it was a full moon yeah. and shit, and everything yeah. like matched. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's, that's that's really great, Joe. Yeah, totally could you, God. Could you pass me the the the, the collar bread? I uh, <laughs> I just I just came for dinner, Joe. I didn't need. I <laughs> didn't need any of that shit. I, I didn't need. I didn't need an explanation. I didn't even ask. I didn't ask. <laughs> I just wanted I got kids to feed. I just yeah. I just wanted to see how Mary was doing. I I'm, I just wanted to see your son, quote unquote, uh, who is talking now. By the way, he's yeah. just been born. He he really talks a lot. Yeah. You know. So it, it's, I don't need an explanation. It's fine. It's just just. Just it's okay. It's okay. 
could you bring the kid over? I need a drink. <laughs> Just bring the water and the kid. I need to get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Arguably, man. It's, it's all... I don't know. I, I always wondered how Jesus took a bath. <laughs> yeah, in the water. <laughs> right, because if you do your... You, you, if you you're falling on the water, how the fuck is it? That's why he had to float over it. Yeah. Because if he dunked... if That's why he had to walk on the water. Yeah. Because if he... If he... If he went into fantastic. the water, yeah, the whole thing would turn into Merlot. <laughs> the entire ecosystem would be fucked up. <laughs> he was never popular in bars. No, yeah, no, he, he would order bar. He would always yeah. order a glass of water. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Keeper is like, really, Jesus, Jesus really, Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying to do business. Here. Yeah, I need yeah. to make some money. <laughs> you're killing me. You're, you're killing me, Jesus. You're killing me. Oh no, you. Oh no, that that'll happen to me later on. That'll it's okay. Happen. I'll, don't worry, I'll die for my sins. I'll, I'll die for your sins. I'll die for your sins. Yeah, but that doesn't pay the bills, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. You'll uh, die, I'll cry for a day, and yeah. then I'll get back to work. Yeah. You fucking idiot. <laughs> you died, and then three days later, you came back. You know what the rest of us call that, Jesus? A weekend. <laughs> uh, like, what was it? The, what was it? You know, Joy Diaz? Yeah, of course. He's yeah. like, you know, I, I have a Jewish lawyer. Of course he does. <laughs> he of says, like, he... in his office, he has his painting of yeah. 12 Jews being of Jesus with good fella style. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good for. That's really good to just let you know where your lawyer stands in your life. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you need to establish. You need to establish the boundaries. This is the boundary. <laughs> just, just making you sure where I. Just making you sure where you think I. Where you think you should stand in my life. It's not because he's Jewish. It's because he's a lawyer. <laughs> I don't. You know, you need to know where the lawyer stands. When are you going to do comedy again, man? We're at 45 minutes, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, this shit flies. You'll probably get it uh, two hours and then it'll be like the sun's setting yeah. when you come out of the room. Yeah. This happens every single time when uh, you do the podcast and you keep talking. Oh, that's the fun of it. If, yeah. Especially if the dynamic is there and you're yeah. flowing. Yeah. I, I fucking love that. And then you get uh, snow Mexicans and then, <laughs> and then you chocolate DNA starts flying yeah, all over the place. A squirt of uh, yeah. a bit of a touch of a yeah, Milo. That's, that's a... That's My like, ideal woman would be that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like really, 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 really <laughs> offend the KKK. Just <laughs> you got chocolate DNA. <laughs> just, you got a you got an Iranian and a, and a Malay dude in the same room. <laughs> and there's chocolate DNA all yeah, over the place. Ah, I'm gonna burn a cross. I'm gonna burn a cross right here. I don't know why the KKK member sounds like Bill Burr. <laughs> it just I don't chocolate. know. Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> The, you know that the Dave Chappelle's chocolate. This is doo doo, baby. Classic. I have this idea of like a KKK member, right? Who is also environmentally conscious. What? No, I just, I just like the idea of, of like, they're terrible people, but they've got like one or two redeeming qualities. And you think about that for the a fact bit. that they're still the the fact that they're still KKK and grand wizard and everything yeah. like why how is it possible i don't i don't know this when honestly what i think happened was it started out as a really involved 
game of D and D. Do you have a power outlet nearby? Uh, okay. All right. So yeah, I think the KKK started out as like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. The Grand Wizard. Yeah. There's I. I listened to another podcast about the KKK and their ranks, what they're called, are all completely insane. Grand Wizard. There's the Grand Cyclops. There's a Cyclops. There's a Grand Cyclops. That's how they catch people. (laughs) And then there's the Grand Dragon. Come again? There's also a Grand Dragon. So it's all these myth, weird mythological creatures that the leaders are named after, depending on which clavern you're in. Grand, grand dragon. There's a grand dragon. Uh huh. And there's a grand cyclops. Uh huh. There's a grand wizard. Awesome. And I did. Oh, <laughs> it so, sounds like uh, a D&D campaign. Girl. Literally. Like, no, no, if the, I don't know, I would go there and be like, okay, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be the grand high priestess. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's essentially what it sounds like. Um, you're going to love this. Do you know the, what the rule book of the, of the, of the KKK is called? No. What? The Chloran. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, not a joke. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, doesn't yeah. yeah, Jesus yeah. Oh, with no. a K, with a K, the chloride. The yes. chloride. Yes. Lord Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Just, wow. like, they were on some. So the South is really good for growing weed. I uh, <laughs> I think that's what happened. My friend sends me uh, a picture. Of a rally, yeah. rally like six years ago. Yeah, uh, it was a black and white picture of a rally outside of the White House. Yeah, and I was like wondering, like, what the fuck am I looking at? Because yeah. I saw like these people. Uh, I, I, th- I honestly thought it was like a game or something, a game right. picture or some shit. And uh, I didn't realize it's a KKK rally. Oh, they were because they were in a very strange formation walking. And uh, I was like, what the fuck is that? Then it was a KKK. And it, it was a parade of, of a bunch of it was clanners. All the good, like, like when I say clanners, it looked like there was at least 500, 600 people there. Just a whole bunch of white pointy headed dudes just yeah. outside the White House. Yeah. And the way they were formed at first, in my eyes, it's, yeah. I felt like they're fences or like a celebration. Or yeah. Something. yeah. And then I was like... Oh, not, it's a legitimate day that we're celebrating. Oh. Outside of the White House. I'm like, yeah. 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 Okay. So. And it fucking sucks. It fucking oh. sucks. Because like, you see, like, the black people are getting, like, all their yeah. problems now. They, they yeah. still got problems. They still got. To be black is to have problems, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah, it's like in America is weird because it comes from I don't know where it came. What's the source of it really? Yeah, it's just white supremacy or whatever. Yeah, in Asia even black people have problem, but it comes from, to my knowledge, it comes from like feng shui. <laughs> okay. Like I asked, I asked because like I, the racism I hear towards black people in Asia, it's mm-hmm. more like. Uh, it's more DNA like yeah. the racism right. because they're like, oh, they're, you're bad, you're bad luck. Right. Like, really? Yeah. That's that's one version of it I've heard. That but, is different. Yeah. yeah. They said like, oh, you're bad, you're you're 
by your bad luck. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Is I I had a friend who was black. Yeah. And my friend who was not my friend, actually a person who I only was on a high and by. Yeah. Just high and by. Yeah. Bases. Yeah. Tap me on my shoulder and call him an N- call him an N word. Really? Not, not like with hatred. He just pointed at him yeah, yeah. and smiled and said and said the N word. Yeah. And I was like, and I, and I only, and I don't, look, the person who I say hi and bye to, yeah. I don't even know his name. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, why would you, why, what, why did you do that? I don't have a, any thing about it. Yeah. I was like, so puzzled by it because right. it wasn't the hate. There was no hate in, his, in what yeah. he was saying. Right. But it was the most unnecessary thing. You walked up to me, yeah. who you really don't know. Yeah. Pointed at my friend who's yeah. black and just said the N word. Yeah. Yeah. And it, we were like, even he was startled. He was like, what? What? I was like, sorry about that. He was like, I'm not even offended. I really just want to just, know where what is this coming from. <laughs> like, okay, you know what it is. I think it's just um, you have this very limited exposure to black people. Your only exposure to black people is through the media. Yeah. Right? So they're so it's essentially like seeing a D-list celebrity. <laughs> Out in the open, right? Yeah. But the whole, but the whole thing, but the the celebrity them is, is very low key and extends to an entire entire ethnicity. Yeah. Right. So when you see a black person on the road, you're like, look, it's Arsenio Hall or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, quite true. Yeah. So it's like it's like seeing it's like seeing a very it's like seeing a rare bird. But you would expect that to go away nowadays, but it's still no, like no, very no. present. No, no. See, see, there's there's a bunch of prejudice that happens in all sorts of things. First of all, Malaysia gets a lot of uh, student migrants, right? And a yeah. lot of them come from Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. Right. And if you talk to other people from the African continent, the Nigerians in general don't have a great reputation yeah yeah so that's been confirmed that sort of also confirms malaysian suspicions of nigerians as well when they come here yeah because you had the black money scams and you had the love scams and all of this thing that's kind of like that's that's prevalent right and that's reinforced by other outsiders opinions of african people who come here as well you could be Ghana; it doesn't matter right you could be south africa and you could come from Botswana or Zimbabwe. It, it doesn't matter. You get you get lumped in, right? Shit. You get lumped in. So the prejudice comes from the assumption that everybody is everybody who is black must be that kind of African person. That doesn't help. Yeah, right? yeah. I've heard that a couple of times. It's like, well, it's hearing it in Malaysia for me it was the odd. Seemed, Malaysians are pretty racist when it comes. Just yeah. like you have the. It's a very ra- casual sort of. Like, the most casual racism yeah. ever. It's like yeah. they say it in passing yeah. and with, and as if like, well, today's today's cold. It's cold today, yeah. and then it, it yeah. with the same tone, the yeah. racism remark comes yeah. through. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's this thing that's prevalent with Asian culture. I notice where you say you say cruel shit, even though you don't really mean to be cruel, because that's just how people speak. 
Like I, I have bosses who are just like openly like abrasive because yeah. that's just how they talk. And a lot of Malaysians are just like that as well. It they, took me a while to get used to that, to be yeah, honest, yeah. especially here. Because at first I was getting actually offended. Yeah. Like, not like, and, and I don't give a shit. Like if you, I'm the, I don't have a dog on a fight, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah. Eastern right here. Yeah. But at the same, but it, you say the casual way of yeah. talking for yeah. me, I go like, yeah. Yeah, that does make sense because yeah. you go like people like talk in a very casual manner or say something very obscene in a very yeah. casual manner yeah and you're and it, it, I was getting very pissed off and offended yeah and I would actually be a little confrontational yeah like what the fuck do you mean like yeah. what, what what yeah yeah and then after longer than it should have taken for yeah. me to understand that right. that's just the way it is right that's just the way they're gonna communicate right so yeah yeah i don't so, have anything to add to that but yeah that's the way it works here so i had a friend from germany uh who was who was here to study uh coastal cities right because mm-hmm. because that's where all the cultures mix right so if you're an anthropologist and you want to study cultural fusion you usually go to a coastal city because mm-hmm. that's where everybody congregates and she said that she, the 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 amount of like casual racial remarks mm-hmm. that are interwoven in just ordinary speech mm-hmm. uh, would be very problematic in Europe. Right? Yeah. For instance, if you you, know, you 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 talk you you have an anecdote and you're describing what happened. Yeah. A Malaysian will instantaneously include the ethnicity of the person, even if it's not relevant to the thing. Yeah. Right. To add color to the to the anecdote, right? Yeah. But what does it matter if he was like Chinese or whatnot, right? Mm. Um, but you know, the the race is 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 important just to give you an idea of what it looks like. Yeah. The problem is, is that the assumption will be that the race must signify something. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, he's he. Uh, you know, I got into a car accident. The guy who ran into me was Indian. In yeah. quotation marks, he was probably drunk. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. I know yeah. what you mean. But uh, yeah. sometimes you don't even mean that. That's just how you, you know, describe a situation. And she says that I'm going to have to learn not to do that when I get home because I picked up the habit. Yeah. Yeah, that can yeah. be really, really, you know. So, so I don't know. It's just this... Malaysia is this place where there has never really been any integration. There's never been really any real assimilation yeah. with regards because there's no common ground ethnic identity. Mm-hmm. In America, you got a generic sort of Western format for how everybody should act or look or sound. Yeah. And everybody sort of assimilates to that. But there isn't really that in Malaysia. Like there is no common ground culture. Yeah. The closest you get to a common ground culture is just a, again, a sort of generic westernization where, Mm. you know, you speak English at home and you go to work in t-shirts and jeans and you eat McDonald's. Yeah. But but the behavior is still very Asian. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll still put chopped chilies in your cheeseburgers. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, so the, so that never, there is no sort of like Mm. common ground culture. So people. Iran has the same yeah racism in Iran is also the same because like um, but how should I put it 
um, it's a little bit more accepted in the form of a part of the culture mm. that uh, it's not really a taboo to say it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually even part of the, I would even say it's actually part of the uh, ice breaking. Mm. Not really ice breaking, like at the beginning, it's just mm. a part of a very fun when the conversations become fun. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. in Iran, they're Turks. Mm-hmm. There are lords, mm-hmm. there's Afghans, mm-hmm. um, there's some, we don't mention Pakistanis really. Yeah. Uh, there's the, there the Jews. Yes. And the, I think those are the ones that are most commonly right. said within the speech. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, yeah. if you're dumb, yeah. like our jokes in Iran, yeah. like, you know, like England, like American jokes, like the standard jokes, like okay, two Jews walk into a bar. Right. In Iran, it says two Turks walk into a bar. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's about that this Turkish guy, yeah. uh, this Turkish guy uh, fell down and he got like, got fucked in the ass by like, uh, by a dog. Yeah. And then you go, <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, but it's, it's like, they, but mentioning that you're Turkish, yeah. you're, you're Turk, means that you're dumb uh, mentioning that you're a lore yeah lore is another ethnicity there is yeah. also the same but right. it's like you're even worse than the turk okay. <laughs> that's not, that's not great and yeah. then if you're afghani yeah because afghan a lot of the workers in iran yeah. are from afghanistan right the the builders and everything are from right. afghanistan uh, that means like either you're falling somewhere between the Turk and the lower okay, okay. or you, you're, you're poor or you need a job. You're, you're poor, you need a job. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about that is yeah. that uh, like I saw this white guy telling people you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. That's the white guy who studied in Iran. Right. You shouldn't be doing that. That is not proper. Right. Was like, yeah, tell me what to do, white man. <laughs> you be, really? You, you invented racism. You <laughs> invented it. But now you're still doing the same thing. You're right. telling me what to do. You right. told me be racist now. Make up your mind, people. But then it was like telling people that and but the thing is like there is this there's never an actual racism as in like you fucking Turk. Yeah. You're this and that. Yeah. And I, I had this conversation with a Turk mm-hmm. and a Jew. Mm-hmm. Uh, who in Iran mm-hmm. who, who they were cracking jokes yeah. like a Turk was started a joke with a Turkish guy went into a bar <laughs> and he did that and he it wasn't like there is not there isn't an aura of yeah uh, malevolent yeah. there's no an ill ill feeling yeah. to it really yeah, yeah. There's never been, there's not an, we don't wear KKK no, no. stuff and go, let's kill all the yeah. Turks and the, or the Lords. Yeah. Here. Um, yeah. But it is so embedded into our culture. Yeah. Like, I remember there's a moment I realized that the racism, the level of racism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because this was actually like two years ago, I realized right. that we were sitting by, we were having a dinner. I don't remember what uh, I kept my food to myself. So yeah. if I was being stingy, yeah. And uh, they said, oh, uh, "Stop being a Jew." But the problem there was a problem. I didn't know I Jew yeah. in Persian yeah. is 
Chohut. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah, no. Okay. And I had mentally, I'm much more comfortable speaking English, so I right. had no mental, I did not see them next to each other. Right. I did it, and I, oh, then it, when I heard it, and yeah. it clicked in yeah. my head, all yeah. the times I've heard that previously yeah. in my life. Yeah. Like, I went into a car, I remember, I remember this distinctly, yeah. that I got into a car, and yeah. I immediately put on my seatbelt. Yeah. And they were like, right. what are you, stop being such a shoe. <laughs> because it's so weird. Because okay. because the Jews are like love life yeah. so much. They're so scared for like that's yeah, the stereotype yeah. that it yeah, says yeah. like you're you're too afraid. Yeah, to you're die. like neurotic and paranoid. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you have to like immediately like, oh, yeah. look at you, Jew. Like the, I remember, like I had, I remember, I remember we were having warm sabzi. I remember it was on my spoon. Yeah, and like I paused and I was thinking in my head like, <laughs> like all the times. Right. I had heard this before right. and I hadn't realized oh my god we're not like it's not a word in the dictionary it's an ethnicity yeah, we've yeah. been talking about for so long <laughs> I remember when I was in university okay yeah. uh, and this was in the early 2000s mid 2000s and yeah. getting Wi-Fi it was it's harder than squeezing blood out of a stone yeah. okay but you need it because you need it to register for subjects oh yeah at the beginning of every semester so there's a mad scramble to register so the dorms couldn't get any Wi-Fi so now I'm gonna have to hike from my dorm to another dorm because the company that runs the Wi-Fi is in another dorm yeah I don't know why but now my fat ass has to hike yeah in a college campus which is on a like a hill slope yeah uphill to the left, to the right, to the... The whole thing looks like a Greek city. It's just in different levels, and it's yeah. hell to, to walk through. Like, if you fall down the stairs, you're dead, basically. I finally get to the comp to this little office where the Wi-Fi uh, company is, and I ask them, look, our dorm doesn't have any Wi-Fi. Like, I can see the routers, but they're not sending out any signals, or the signals are too weak. Are you Are you going to install the wi-fi i because we're willing to pay yeah even extra just to get a connection in our rooms and this dude okay and this is is this is an islamic university so most of the people there are malay okay? yeah so and he says to me actually we're pretty satisfied with the amount of customers that we're getting right now yeah we don't really have any plans to expand because we're pretty happy with how many customers we have and I just stood there down for it. But you could get more customers if you just if you just boosted the signal or something. Yeah, no, it's fine. We don't really wanna. We're just gonna. We're happy where we are right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And I walked back, and my doormate well was like, well, what did they say? And so he said he did. They didn't want to expand because they're happy with the amount of customers that they got. And I'm Malay. That dude is Malay. The guy who runs the store is Malay. And the, my doormate is like a fucking Malay dude. <laughs> just, just fucking complacent. Just. <laughs> It's the most Malay thing I've ever heard. Just resting on your ass, doing nothing because you're happy with what you got. Even as people suffer around you, this is the most fucking Malay thing I've ever encountered. And he starts just yelling incoherently for the next five minutes. Uh. So 
So that happens even amongst your own. Like when your own people live up to the stereotype. Yeah. Like you have to, you now have to call them the epithet. Like, just, just, mm. you're Malay as fuck, la, dude. Mm. Why, why, why are you so lazy? Ugh. We have that in Iranians, like in outside. Yeah. In, out, out of Iran, we are. Yeah. There's two group of Iranians. Yeah. And people would love to let you know immediately which category you belong to. Oh, it's like, okay. oh my God, you're a good Iranian. What? Oh my God, oh, you're okay. a bad. Oh, you're a bad Iranian. Okay. <laughs> they like immediately like to let you know. Okay. So how, how do you, how do you, how do these categories work? I have no fucking idea. What? People like immediately like, like after like five minutes of conversation, I'm like, dude, you're a good Iranian. <laughs> but there's another Iranian who fucked me in the ass. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what? I'm like dude I don't even know you like, uh, but it's just this weird like it's this weird I don't like writing down KPIs for Iranianness is that what's going on like even uh, I forgot who was uh, I forgot one, one of the comedians in the crack house was like where do you study and I was like oh he just you know I was like, oh so you're a good one <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got to a legitimate university. You're not. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're a good one. Then. I yeah. Was like, I, uh, I was like, yeah. Oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know that that happens. But I don't know why. We don't have a good rap out of. We don't. We legitimately don't. It's it's weird because um, it's there are a lot of. Iranian Iranian students in Malaysia, like when I was doing used to be no well, used to not yeah. not as much, but when I was a copy editor in for USM in Penang, like half of my customers when I was doing copy editing for like research theses and whatnot were all Iranian, right? They even in like the arts department, which is very small at a science university, mm-hmm. it was like half Iranian half the time. Um, so it's like I would have assumed that Iranians had a good reputation in Malaysia, right? Yeah, I don't like like mm. at, at least you're not like a Nigerian, right? Because Nigerians have a terrible reputation. And in there Malaysia. were gangs here. Yeah, yeah, like there that, were. Yeah. Right, Nigerians have a terrible, terrible reputation reputation in uh, in uh, Malaysia, which is unfortunate because then which is because some of them are very nice people. I mean, yeah, but it's like there there was like. That. Up to five, six years ago, right, there right. was a suddenly a spike mm. in uh, the gangs, and until there was this famous crackdown. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just this unfortunate circumstance where, when you have a large influx of people coming in for legitimate reasons, it's great camouflage for crooks. Yeah. So there's really not much you can do about that except crack down. But the problem is when you start cracking down on people for what they do, the the underlying racism of whatever society that you're in automatically lumps everybody in the same group. I agree. So that can be very problematic. And it's also quite, and it happens to Malaysians in general as well. Like for the longest time, I was a, I was a law student mm-hmm. before I was an English major because, you know, dropping out is easy to do. Um, <laughs> but I never spoke Malay in my law program because I didn't need to. Right, it was an English language law program. Then one day we go out to meet a lawyer, but I had to speak with the receptionist at the office. I spoke to her in Malay, and I turned around, and all of my Chinese friends were looking at me, going, just like 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 staring at me, weirded out. 
And then it's like, well, what's wrong? We forgot you were Malay. (laughs) (laughs) What, do do I need to have the words Nasi Lemak tattooed on my forehead? No, but it, it's Nasi it's, Lamak is arguably the worst dish. <laughs> really, you don't like Nasi Lamak. I like the village pork Nasi Lamak, but yeah. to me, it's like uh, it's like you empty out the fridge and whatever is left on the <laughs> floor, you fucking put it in a pan. <laughs> oh. I, I have an issue with that food. It's like yeah, pick yeah. what you want to be. Yeah. Pick. What, no, I no, don't no. want my chicken to taste like fish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sambal, fuck sambal. So <laughs> I have to edit out some of this out, by the way. No, no, no. You have a point because what yeah. happened in recent years was that Nasi Lemak turned into this weird sort of like buffet item where you cram everything onto one plate yeah it's like a, the English breakfast yeah yeah this is weird yeah a full English that's the Malaysian that's a Nasi Lemak a Malaysian full English but the problem the thing is it was originally this just like this genteel little packet of food that you brought into the field and then you ate it at like noon yeah when it was too hot to work and it was very very simple yeah and then what happened was rich people got a hold of it and they started cramming an entire ecosystem worth of fried things on top. Yeah. And now it turns into this weird sort of like nightmarish Mardi Gras of fried meats and seafood and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I want the chicken and yeah. I want the rice. Yeah. Sambal is all right, but yeah. it has to be very special. Yeah. I don't get it. The, like anchovies, yeah. the dried fish they pour yeah. on. I'm like, what the fuck you want to put that in? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want I'm eating chicken rice. Yeah. Not chicken with a hint of fish. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, look, the, the anchovy thing, that's, that's a very Asian thing, right? Yeah. That's like your stock cube for like your sauces and whatnot. Yeah, it is. Um, like soy sauce. Everything. <laughs> soy sauce. Everything's gonna have soy in it. Either soy or tiny dried fish. Yeah, There's yeah. no escaping it. It's like when my girlfriend was saying, like, do you want the like the regular soy sauce or the smoke the the smoked by a virgin soy sauce? I'm like, do I, look like do I look like yeah. shit? Can I get the smoked by virgin soy yeah, sauce? Like so many different soy sauces. Yeah. <laughs> this is it's it's yeah. kind of like a weird art form making yeah. the whole soy sauce thing. Because you can't, you don't want to use like thin, salty shit when you want thick and sweet. Yeah. You know. Am I talking thick about? Am I still talking and, about soy sauce? <laughs> thick and sweet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> likes thick and sweet. Yeah. We're, we're still talking about soy sauce. Who wants to go right? for salty shit? <laughs> Nobody wants thin and salty. That's not. Great. We want thick and sweet <laughs> with five C's <laughs> thick. Want to bring this to an end, by the way? I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, if you wanna, if you wanna, wanna wrap it up, yeah. Because uh, almost, I also need to go and say it's, it's almost, almost three. Holy shit! Fuck! I, fuck! I expected this to be earlier, quicker. No, no. This is what happens with the podcast. You get like two and a half hours of material. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. No, I love it. I, I really love it. But I think I'll erase yeah. some of the race material. Yeah. <laughs> some of it interesting. Yeah. I think with. Um, racial speech there needs to be some kind of delineation between talking about race and ethnicity and culture and being racist because when you live in a culture that's very that's not homogeneous you're gonna have to find a way to talk about the elephant Mm. in the room yeah because otherwise you'll never talk about it and i don't know which is worse defining people by their ethnicity or not acknowledging their ethnicity at all that yeah, for I me the, the latter is worse yeah you know you got some of these pretentious pricks that say I don't see color yeah right, right. yeah no 
Yeah, but then you don't see all the shit that happens to people of a particular color, right? Yeah. You refuse to acknowledge that, you know. People, if you, yeah, white people take it to an extreme. Yeah, I I dated a white chick. Yeah, uh, for a little while. Yeah, a German girl. I was a date when she was like, "If I see a white guy with dreadlocks, I'll yeah. go and slap him." Oh, I was oh, like, no. I was like, go, go ahead. No, I'm I mean, not gonna protect you when you no. start being the shit out of no. you, <laughs> which is yeah. really. His prerogative, he yeah. is his right yeah. to do that. Because like, why would you do that? He's just putting a dreadlock on. I don't, I, I don't know. I we have a comedian that comes to the crack house called Rory Lowe, and he's this tall, lanky sort of. Um, He's he's he lives in Australia, but he's originally British, mm. and he is like aren't they all? They all, yeah, aren't they all? yeah, yeah. That's where they come from. That's where they manufacture them. That's the Alcatraz. <laughs> that is, yeah, <laughs> Australia is the Alcatraz of Great Britain. Yeah, that's where you put British people when you really want them to stay in one place. How many spiders and snakes do you need to keep white people in one place? That's how many. <laughs> But Rory Lowe is this tall, lanky dude with the elephant print pants and the tie-dye shirt yeah. and the and the dreadlocks. Sure. Yeah, and it's like, oh, jeez, you look like you were made out of cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> but at some point, you look at him and you're like, okay, as an ensemble, you're a specific kind of person. Yeah. You're like you're a neo-hippie from like 2010. And this sort of makes sense to me. Yeah. Right? At some point, you're like, okay, I'm going to let this be because you've created something of yourself. That's your persona. Yes, your persona. That's who you are. You're this right. weird yeah. hippie-looking dude yeah. with the dreadlocks and yeah. whatever the fuck. It's all right. That's, that's fine. It's that's okay. Fine. Like, uh, it's all right to wear what you want to wear. Yeah. Have your hair however the fuck you yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, as long as you're not being... A, Dick, dick about, about it. it either way if yeah. you're even being pro or yeah. against it it's like right. like me that's like oh my god like i went to india and i and yeah. i meditated with the monks right. for two hours and now yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fucking uh, yeah. guru like fuck you if you really want to <laughs> you know that white girl white girls with the wearing those uh, cotton pants yeah, in yeah. thailand yeah yeah they, you see them in KL as well, yeah. like they're all walking right. barefoot. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're an you asshole. Were, yeah. <laughs> you went to Khao San Road once. Yeah. Fuck you. No, no. If you want to really, if you want to really be Thai, I don't know, man. To go to Lumpini Stadium and do Thai and, and kickbox. I don't know. If yeah. you if you want to, okay. Just you because know, you took a tour bus doesn't no. mean you're fucking Thai, you're from Thailand. You want to really, you want to really embrace the culture. You're like a white tourist and you go to India to find yourself yeah. you want to really immerse yourself in the culture mm. uh, join an IT outsourcing firm <laughs> <laughs> I really immerse uh, myself in the culture I joined an American Express <laughs> call center <laughs> I called one of those by the way. I called. I, I was. Uh, I had this uh, domain that I wanted to cancel with yeah. GoDaddy. Yeah. And I had to. But the son of a bitch is like the cancellation. You have to call them to cancel right, it. Right, it's right. like twenty fucking twenty. Yeah. And <laughs> you think they would want to change it? They just make it hard for you. Yeah. And I called them and they say, "Hello, my name is John 
Mitchells. <laughs> I was like, you are not John Mitchells. <laughs> John Mitchells is dead. <laughs> You're not there. You're not John Mitchells. You're Jairam Machakara. That's what you are. You're Krishna, motherfucker. Come on. Come on. Tell me your name. I want to know who you are. Know who you are. Drop the white. Drop the white man's name like you dropped the white man's government like sixty like sixty years ago. Come on, you know. It's 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 really that thing. Like if you wanna, if I think the problem with with talking about race and ethnicity is that a lot of people don't actually know what the people people are like. Yeah. Right. So you you talk about if you're joking about it, you joke about stereotypes. What you what you really want to be doing is joking about what other people think you yeah. are. Yeah. Right. Which is why when I'm on the stage, I talk about you know mm. being lazy and having special rights that I don't really deserve. <laughs> um, and it's partially because I believe some of it is true. Yeah. But it's also because I'm also making fun of the fact that people would make fun of me. Because of that, right? Um, and it takes a very skilled person to make a difference between the two. But if you don't point the elephant out in the room, you're not going to <laughs> exist. And no. I think that's worse. It will always stay. The worst thing, like, let's take the race out just to, as a person. Mm. You would like... <laughs> to be known by an interaction mm. rather than your who you are how mm. you look like yeah like same thing with, like I, I like to, like I as a foreigner here and I was in my college and my friend mm. came to me and like I on more than one occasion people were telling me stories mm. about me which I didn't even know mm. Like people were like I, you, I heard you did this or did that or like I heard you I'm I, I don't know you slept with this person mm-hmm. or I heard you uh, you ran away from this place mm-hmm. and the whole time I'm like like it it really made me like my mouth drop be like mm-hmm. I didn't know I did all this stuff mm-hmm. I didn't know I'm this popular among people but uh, I was the only foreigner in the college mm-hmm. and people were concocting this fairy tale of me mm-hmm. this ex explicitly detailed fairy tale that mm. would really make me it really made me um, awkward yeah because there created a sense of desperation for me to try to prove that I am not or like try to communicate with yeah. others but everybody had their own preconceived notion about yeah. who I am yeah uh, like people didn't even really know my name right and they already gave me a name right like my name was Ali my name is not Ali. That's that's the laziest name. They, because just because I was Middle Eastern, yeah, he's Ali. Yeah, I'm from Iraq. They even got my nationality that is, wrong. That is a very bad mistake. To I, I'm from Iraq. I'm a rich billionaire, oil, yeah. uh, uh, so, son of an oil. Uh, so just taking the boxes of the ethnic stereotypes. Not yeah. ethnic stereotypes. And there was this entire elaborate story about me right. and events that revolving around my life, which really made me Ill, like really push people away. Be like, get the fuck away from me. But at the same time, it's like it goes back to the races. Like not just race. Yeah. Just as a person you're like could you ask me like I I remember this girl who came like very shyly asked me regarding some of these stories and I said like my name is not Ali 
I'm not from Iraq. I am not rich. Yes. And this is what I do. Yeah. And how are you doing? And she was really startled for a second, like yeah. looking at me like, oh, sorry. We, I heard these people right. say this yeah, about yeah. you. You're not like this. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I don't hang out with yeah. you, anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, that that can be very difficult when you have, yeah, when when you are a solid minority, yeah, and the assumptions that people make of you are particularly ignorant. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking. Yeah. It cuts you, especially yeah. like I can feel yeah. like well, how it can affect people. Like like for me, I'm a for, I know I'm a foreigner. Yeah, especially like for like African Americans who are yeah. like not African Americans, they are Americans. Right. How the fuck are they feeling? Like I don't they're know. born there with the same passport, yeah. and they're alienated within their own land. I think what's really important when you when you make comments about ethnicity, yeah, uh, whether it's you know in passing or as a joke, yeah, is a level of granularity that you really need. Like you need specificity with regards to what this particular person is yeah and then all of the jokes that you can make out of this particular person yeah because anybody can make a joke about broad stereotypes mm -hmm. but I think I don't know about you I think in your position I would be a lot more comfortable if instead of just the lazy stereotype mm -hmm. they just narrowed it down to like could you at least use Iranian stereotypes on me yeah I, I would at least res respect that yeah. yeah there was none of those yeah. I mean, it was it, weird. Yeah. Yeah, sucked. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm, made me develop a tough skin. Yeah. Maybe be like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. What you, anyway, think about it. It took me like three years. It, like, it, it put me in a very deep state of alienation and depression. Mm -hmm. And, and, but it, what it gave me was to really understand how to not depend on being in the group. Mm, yeah. And like be by myself, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, when are you going to start doing comedy? Are you gonna, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen to comedy, man? No, comedy is not going to go dead. Comedy is not... I mean, comedy will survive regardless because I think with us, it's a thing we can't stop doing anyway, mm -hmm. right? It's this cathartic thing that we learn. It's the survival skill that we've had forever. But our main concern is just the preservation of venues. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, because without the customers, without the money coming in, we don't know the venues can survive. Yeah. And without the venues, it doesn't matter how funny you are. There will be no people to come and watch you. So that, I think, is the main concern. I think more often than not that Malaysians tend to be very, very resilient in times of emergency. We are not good when things are fine. Hmm. Like, we are terrible at just day-to-day -day, uh, uh, running of things. Like, we're not hmm. like Singaporeans. Like, hmm. I'm honestly surprised one of the trains haven't exploded yet, honestly. But uh, we tend to do really well in emergencies. I don't know what, what that is. Like, the first wave, I think we were the only country in the Southeast Asian region to have to very quickly move online. Mm-hmm. And to do shows online on Zoom or, you know, on Skype or whatever. And I think we were also the first country to recover quickly enough to start doing shows live again. Mm. So in as far as KL is concerned, I, I think that Malaysians are fairly resilient and will 
figure out a way to to keep it alive. Mm. Yeah, because uh, I miss it. I really miss it. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I'm still an amateur, like I'm trying to find my footing. Well, you'll be an. It's we're we're all amateurs till we die. That's, that's the way to think about it. Good point. Mm. Very good point. Very good mentality for that. Mm. But yeah, at the same time, I'm like I miss that ecstasy of it. Like remember yeah. the first show we did after the after we came mm-hmm. we came back live again. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was like shaking yeah like really on my foot like uh, even when i went off the stage and started doing materials uh, on the edge a little bit Mm. the crowd was weird that day still it was a it wasn't it wasn't a perfect crowd yeah but um i think we all all the the energy wasn't being dispersed properly Mm -hmm. because of the social distancing among people yeah yeah at the same time i was going like if me and uh, i don't remember who else was with me but we were all like uh, talking about that i think i asked you if if you're gonna do new material Mm -hmm. yes that's right yeah Yeah, i asked you new material and you said yeah and i was like all right uh, that's good because i wasn't sure if i should do it right but there was also this sense that we all wanted to kill Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to kill, but mm-hmm. that day we all really yeah, wanted yeah, to kill. Yeah, yeah. Really wanted to make sure that it's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah. So there was a thirst for it, mm-hmm. which I'm gonna miss. So I'm pretty sure it's gonna it's gonna take at least another six months for it to come back. Yeah. Um. I don't think depending on how long the the quarantine period is gonna last, yeah. I don't think it'll take that long either. I think. With regards to Malaysian comedians, with regards to like um, comed- the, com- the comedy scene in Southeast Asia in general, there's there is a lot of hunger. Right? Yeah, because we have a chip on our shoulder and we have a lot to prove. Yeah, like we're comparing ourselves to the rest of Asia, the rest of Europe, the rest of America. Right, we have a lot to prove. So. So you'll find that the scene is going to bounce back quite hard. Maybe with new comedians as well. Yeah, some newcomers. That's one thing that unfortunately didn't happen. We didn't get as many new comics and the acts couldn't be brought in from abroad. However, this is also a good thing because now we're forced to put ourselves on stage for longer periods of time. Now we're going to have to step up to the plate of becoming headliners ourselves. Yeah. You know, I have like half an hour of material. I intend to do a half hour show. You know? That would be good. I'll, I'll watch that. Right. I you're, mean, you've heard you're, you're the that. first you're the first comedian I think I saw. Yeah. When I mean, the first time I came to Crack House. Really? Yeah, you had longer hair, of course. Ah, I, I still do. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, yeah, we're we're f- we're gonna have to get better because we're we're not necessarily gonna get new blood. Yeah, right? because. <laughs> New blood is attracted by a vibrancy of the scene. Yeah, and if it's right? not vibrant, then... It's not vibrant, but what you do have is that whoever are left are very hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to have pure. They're yeah. Like pure compounds, yeah. purity, yeah. and like yeah. diamonds. Just, and just, just Peruvian matcha. It's good blood. Yeah. Eat ass and stone coke. Do you think Joey Diaz? Yeah, I'm doing Joey Diaz. Snorting coke, eating ass. Yes. Namaste, motherfuckers. Yeah, no, it's going to be that. We're going to get a, a, a concentrate of scene. That's what we're going to... 
that's what's gonna happen oh, yeah yeah i've been like coming to crack house for like about three four years now yeah no no i, I haven't done comedy for three right. four years been coming to about three four right, years right, so right. i've got to see the growth yeah in everybody like i saw you four years ago right and oh, i okay. still see you right so i'm like i'm seeing this huge development in right. people or all around so I'm right like, all right yeah yeah the, i forgot who's his name the, the, the guy who manages crack house as well the, i forgot his name jesus uh okay i'm gonna do the malaysian thing the ISIS, uh, what's jo- it what's his race <laughs> Uh, he's Malay, Malay. I think Malay Chinese in yeah. uh, born in Middle East. Very oh, Rizman. Rizman. Ah, yeah. fuck! I forgot his name. I haven't seen yeah. him in ages. Yeah. Uh, I saw his first yeah. show. Yeah. And he was he was bombing. Yes. But yeah. he was taking it on a chin. Yeah, yeah, he was. And uh, I think the first show I came was a crack gong. Mm, yeah, so, very, brutal, very brutal, very brutal, and but at the same time, I keep I saw him keep going on the yeah. stage, and now I'm looking at them killing. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, now that's that's resilience. That's yeah. like he kept at it, and now he's like, I see him, his IG stories. He's like, comes up with a yeah. jump on his feet. I'm like, yeah. all right, all right, this guy, he's gonna be something. He's, yeah. gonna, he's gonna do something really nice. Well, the reason it's really interesting because yeah. how we through his progression. He saw what could happen to comedians who lost the drive and then slid back. Yeah. And that became a bit of a cautionary tale for him and saw that when a good comedian backslides, they start doing what he used to do when he started out. Mm. So the bad habits of a young comedian can come back, even if you're an experienced one. That was like a wake up call. So after that, the dude just writes every day, just nonstop. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like him. I like his act. Yeah. I really like his act. And he's very clever. He seems like a bit of a scatterbrained dumbass, but his, his, <laughs> he's because he's so young. He's not even 25. But seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How old is he? He's in his early 20s. Oh, shit. Sure. Okay. I'm yeah. older than him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we're all older than him. Okay. Uh, our nickname for him is The Fuckling. So. <laughs> He's he's one of the youngest people there, with um, with the exception of perhaps Irfan. Irfan is only twenty twenty one now. Okay, wow. So he was very young. He used to come and he used to come to the crack house um, as a as a guest uh, at nineteen. Irfan did. Jeez. Yeah, but we didn't know because with the beard he looked thirty three years old. Mm. Uh, but now yeah, he's pretty young. Irfan is also really good in that he is a dry and very dark mm. com- comedian, but he's getting better, mm. which is really good. Um, his his turning point was that he once mentioned that he didn't know, he didn't understand why people said that in order to be a real comedian, you have to go through something really hard yeah. in your life. And that actually happened. I won't go to detail, but that actually happened. And then you could see like, he like, he was like broken and he's mending himself and where the cracks yeah. are happening he's like stronger where they form and that's how you get better I think because I strongly believe that comedy is this survival mechanism yeah that you learn to master yeah. I will actually talk more about that with you 
maybe in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Because I had some insights to that in yeah. my own personal life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where somebody was telling me, it was like, whenever something horrific happens, you yeah. either make a, make a joke about yeah, it or yeah. laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what do you want me to do, cry about yeah, exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> so, so I, I can't. I f- yeah, yeah no, it's done. Yeah. I'm not going to cry. Yeah. I'm going to make fun of it. Yeah. Well, in yeah. life, you better laugh. At yeah. I prefer to laugh rather than cry. Yeah. I'm 26, and by yeah. the way, the 2020 is going, I'm not really looking forward yeah. to the rest of right. it. So I might, yeah. might as well make it as funny as possible. You gotta have to, because that, I think that's the reason why dank memes became the prevalent force on the internet. Because it's an entire traumatized generation of kids that have gone through some terrible shit and are now just coping with memes. Yeah. Because right? that's the only way you can cope. Like, you've because if you were actually honest with how you felt all the time, all you would do is cry. Pretty much. Nonstop. Yeah. Anyways, dude, we did an hour and 30. I would love to keep this going for... Yeah. We can keep going for another hour or so, perhaps, but yeah. let's keep it up. Go Because uh, also, I have to buy the RSS feed. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Okay. Me yeah. no money. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, happy ending? 40 hours? 40 hours. <laughs> I think I've spread enough of my DNA all yeah. over you. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 They had the Milo. Yeah, that is. I wasn't expecting. If you had told me, if 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 a if like a a fortune teller would tell me tomorrow, you're gonna spray your chocolate DNA all over an Iranian dude in your in your brother's bedroom, uh, I'd be like, "Is this a porno setup?" That sounds like a porno setup. This podcast is brought to you by Brazzers. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's just let's the, just the Pornhub drum dum <laughs> Naughty America. <laughs> Take care, man. Yeah. It's been a blast. I it's love doing really this with you. This has been really fun. We uh, should do this again sometime. We will do this for sure. If yeah, you're up yeah. for it. Yes, yeah, I think, yes. I think uh, this all day, every day. All day, every day. Yeah, all day, every day. <laughs> yes. Let's do it, man. Yes. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Bye bye, fuckers. Bye bye, fuckers. Bye bye, fuckers. I don't know how to when I don't know what to say I usually put an F word and yeah fuck it <laughs> <laughs> bye bye guys bye bye <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>